Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi everyone, I'm very excited to welcome my first live streaming guest, Rick Williams. Hi. Buddy. Rick has just released his very first book called I'm the Architect of My Own Destruction. There it is. <laughs> uh, he's passionate about helping others and using his experiences to offer wisdom and guidance to those going through similar situations. Uh, so writing this book, Rick, um, it has really changed your life in a big way. And being fortunate enough to be able to see you go through that process through writing your book. Yeah. Um, can we maybe start a little bit with a little bit more about how you came about starting to write and, you know, you making that decision, that conscious decision to start putting it on paper and, and working towards overcoming it? Yeah, well, first off, it basically it started... Um, a lot longer than what I first thought. Um, all, all of my thoughts, I was just always inside my head, everything um, day by day. I just, I was looking for answers um, and I just, I, I couldn't find answers because they were, as I said, always in my head. Um, but there was just no clarity there. So basically, as you know, when I spoke to you one day, um, you said, why don't you write your thoughts down um, so I, I did that. Um, over the time, I, I used it, I guess, as a therapy, um, yeah. just to get everything out. And yeah, it ended up being um, a, enough words to to make a book. Um, so the the process has changed from from why I did it to why I guess um, I want people to read it now. Um, at the start, as I said, it was it was just a therapy. Um, but now I just I want to help to get my story out there um, and, and show that there is people that are willing to talk about their issues, um, and hopefully pe- people can relate to it and and obviously get something out of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So how? Are you able to describe maybe the first, the very first time you sat down and started writing? So obviously it would have taken, you know, sit down and just start, like it just came out automatically or uh, did you have to think about it first? You know, what kind of emotions were going on? Yeah, well, in the start it was because because I didn't know I was writing a book um, and, and I was just writing down my thoughts. It was, it was a lot easier Um I didn't have to worry about how many words I got, all that kind of thing. Um, I could just release the thoughts from my mind. Um, so to your, to your question, yeah, it was easier at the start um, because I didn't have to think about it. Everything just came out. Um, as it got down to the nitty gritty and, and trying to, uh, I suppose, place everything together, um, yeah, a lot more thought had to go into it. Um, yeah. nevertheless, like along the whole journey, it did help immensely. Yeah. So for, for, I don't, I don't know how many people are watching or, uh, you know, people will, may watch it, uh, down the track after this live stream, you know, they might watch the recording later, but I know it's, um, it's a topic of discussion and I know I, I suggest it to lots of people when I do readings for them or whatnot that you've suggested it to people too um about the whole writing process like you said it's just therapy. um it doesn't necessarily have to be that you turn it into a book or a blog or that it needs to be shared no exactly how do you feel you know what does it do for you you know when you start writing and, and you're actually doing that and sitting and writing it down yeah oh, um you're exactly right when when i started writing everything down like I'll, I'll be the first to admit, like, I haven't um, read heaps of books and I haven't written a lot in my life and this is actually the first thing I've ever written. But um, what, what I did was 
when I did write it down and, and I would read back over it, I was able to stand back from a, I guess, a third person and look at all my problems um, that I've written down, look at my thoughts and, and I could deconstruct them um, and, and look for answers myself. Um, and it's very, when you are writing and you're not, you're not thinking about it, you're just writing, writing, writing. Um, when you do take a step back and have a look at everything that, that goes on in your mind, um, it's really eye-opening. Yeah. Uh, and, and it does give you the, the chance to, I suppose, mend some of your problems or um, move towards a different, a different direction that obviously um, with depression is, is a bad road to go down with. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, I guess it just, it helped, it helped me move forward and it gave me a better understanding on what was actually going on in my mind with a bit more clarity. Uh, so are you able to, without into, um, you know, telling the whole book over this video, people want to read about it, then we want them to buy it, obviously. But how, what did it do for you? You know, when you say that you, you could write and then you could go back and read over it and deconstruct it and, and look at it from a different perspective, you know, maybe as an observer, what kind of things and what kind of thoughts did you have when you read back over it yourself? Um, well, the thing, the thing I noticed really was, um, I was always like at the start, I was always, um, asking questions within myself. Yeah. Um, and I was also like, I was always closed, closed off. Um, when, when I did sit back and, and look over it, I, I that's what I realized. Um, and that's, that's what I want people to be able to to know that when, when they read it, they're reading someone else's story. Mm. So um, it, it may be that if people do, say, write their own thoughts down or something, if they do take the step back, they can um, take the right steps to fix themselves. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, when, when I did sit back and, and I was looking over it, um, on the process, it did, it did change over time. Um, as I said, I was closed off. Um, I was asking myself questions all the time, but as that moved on, um, I could make observations um, and and seek. I was seeking help from not only myself. So that's yeah. what that, like it, it wasn't just it wasn't just me, me, me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I've had, got a couple of thoughts going through my head just based on things that you've said, but yeah. just for, cause we didn't, we didn't kind of go into much detail when I introduced you, but you're basically about your journey through depression and overcoming that um, yeah. to the point where at, at some stage you were suicidal, you, you used drugs, you know, you tried all different things to try and, um, you know, well, maybe I'll ask you instead of me, you know, I know, I know about your story, but instead of yeah. me talking about it, you know, yeah. why do you feel that you got to that point where you were, you know, when it comes to suicide and drugs and, and those sort of things, why do yeah. you think that point? Um, well, I guess in, in society, pe people expect um, certain individuals to, you know, to, to rise above all and, to keep kicking forward and everything like that, and um, with, without trying to, um, I suppose, sound being modest, I was, I, I would, I'd have a lot of friends and everything like that, um, and you know, like I was playing sports and and doing everything like that, and then um, I'd like to think I was pretty good at doing all those things, but. When I found that I did have issues and everything like that, I felt like I didn't have nobody to go to yeah. um, because there was that um, responsibility of maintaining, um, I suppose, like a reputation. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's probably why I kept it to myself and, 
and everything like that, um, which now was, I won't say it was a stupid idea, but because I was, I didn't know any better. Mm. Um, I didn't seek for help. Um, so obviously I'm not going to get the right answers if I didn't look for help. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought I knew what was right, but I didn't. Um, with, like with drugs and things like that, that was um, that's just a Band-Aid. Um, mm. Obviously in the start, as a lot of people know, like they'll, they'll do drugs to go and have fun and things like that. But there, there is a turning point where you do, you do use drugs for the wrong reason. Um, and I guess that I, I tipped over that turning point. Um, I was always looking to, to have that fun and everything like that. With the, with the suicidal thoughts and things like this, it was, um, it was really hard to, to be thinking like that day in, day out um, and knowing I needed help. But, but not having the courage um, to to ask for help. Yeah, uh, I was more so worried about what people would think of me rather than if anybody will help me. Yeah, um, and, and that's what that, that's another reason why I, I wrote this story to to know that no matter who you are, if you're a captain of a football team or or if you're a well-known person or a celebrity or anything like that, stigma's not gonna um, not gonna override you as a human. Mm, yeah. Uh, if if you need help, someone's gonna help you. Um, if if you are a celebrity and you've got problems and and you've got suicidal thoughts, um, you can stop and think. You know, like I've got that much of a following. It only takes that one person to help me rather than just think everyone's going to hate me. Yeah. Um, everyone will think I'm weak and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I suppose that was the hardest thing to, to think about when, when I was thinking about suicide and things like that. Um, obviously, I'm happy that I'm sitting here talking to you. Um, but, yeah, it was... It was a hard time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the thing is, and I've said this to you too, is that um, having thoughts when you're depressed, you know, I've been in it as well, not to the point of having suicidal thoughts. I admit I haven't been to that point, nor have I used drugs. But the things that people might do, you know, they, um, for a while there, I was at a point when I was depressed and having anxiety where all I did was go out every weekend and I was careless and, um, it sounds really bad, but I'd go and pick up and not give a shit about um, what the repercussions would be or whether I was being safe or, you know, all that sort of stuff. So there's lots of different things that people do um, in that state. You're just trying to numb it or you're trying to block it out and, like you said, maintain that facade that okay, I'm strong, all that sort of stuff. But what I'm getting at is that it's and I'm, I think you found this out too, that when you express your emotions and when you open up, whether it's in, through writing or whether it's through talking, whatever it is, that, that is so much more of a sign of strength than bottling it all up and pretending that everything's okay. It's yeah. not well, it? No, definitely. Um, vulnerability, I find it, is a strength. Um, yeah. to, sh to show that you are vulnerable to people um, and are willing to to seek help from people is is strength um, that there's nothing strong in hiding hiding all your thoughts um, because you you really only lose who you are mm. um, you can't be yourself um, and, and you're basically just you're, you're lying to yourself because people will people will come in and out of your life and everything and if you can't be you um, that that person isn't liking who you are because you're not you're not the real you. Mm. Uh, so yeah, vulnerability is is underestimated in this life, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
as as I said, it is it is a sign of strength, and if people people can realise that, it's um, it's a good tool to have. Absolutely, yeah, and that was spot on. And I'm so going to capture what you just said. There's a part of that that you just said that I'm capturing and turning it into a quote and putting it everywhere because that was freaking awesome. Just saying. <laughs> um, so then, you know, the title of your book, "I'm the Architect of My Own Destruction." Yeah, I think sum that up but um a bit about how you came up with that title yeah um well over time when i was, I was doing a bit of a bit of tattooing and and things like this and i was looking for quotes and and everything and i've actually I, a long time ago i tattooed it on my leg um and i suppose that it just gives me a reminder um that I, I run my own race. Um, I can basically, it, as it sounds, I, I am the architect of my own destruction. I am the reason why I am where I am. Yeah. Um, the, obviously people have influenced me and everything, but if it takes my strength and, and my will and my hope to, um, to take the path that um, is designed for me. Um, if I be careless and if I don't care about authority and I don't care about consequences, um, I'm going to end up in with destruction. Um, yeah. And that's where I led. Um, but I was, I was able to change my, my path um, in obviously in writing this book. So yeah, that that's basically the meaning of it. Um, so yeah, it's it's on my leg and I hold it close to me yeah. all the time, um, and it's a good reminder to, um, to where I've been and where I'm going. Yeah. Uh, another thing I just wanted to touch on is, and again, I don't want to give away the whole book, but uh, the fact that you've done this in quite a short time. When I when I look at my own experience through depression and other people's experience through through similar things it can take a long time you've you've done it quite quickly not too quickly it's not like you've just gone bang i'm better and you know like you're not naive yeah. enough like that. but um you've also done it without and a lot of people think oh no well that's not possible um you know based on what society believes based on um you know, their own beliefs that if you're going to overcome mental illness or you're going to heal yourself, that um, you need one of a couple of things, you know, one medication um, or regular interaction with psychologists or counsellors or something like that. You haven't used either of those, no medication, no, no counselling. Well, yeah. no professional counselling anyway. Um, yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I suppose when it comes, every person's different, and and I understand that um, more than anybody. It some people um, can't find, I guess, the strength within um, or within themselves to to feel like they can overcome um, issues if they don't go seek um, professional help or um, or have medication or anything. Um, for me. I knew that I had a good uh, support network, a good foundation around me that if I was to take a risk of trying to get better without taking tablets or anything, I knew that I had my family to bounce back on. Mm. Uh, so I guess that was comforting in that aspect. Um, but in the way of like medication and, and stuff, I I guess what I tried to do is um, train my brain into thinking why why I needed medication, what the medication is going to do for me, um, and and where I'm going to end up. And I tried to I tried to change my thought process um, and act as if um, I, I had actually taken the tablets. Um, so what do you mean by that? So um, because I know also we've had this discussion before, but for people watching, 
what do you mean by that in what was what do you the medication you know you thought about what the medication could do for you and yeah. you're trying to implement that without it so what do you mean by that yeah so when when somebody takes medication i was thinking um so what's that going to do for them um it, it'll give them clarity or um to be able to move forward or um it'll make them less anxious um things like that so what i tried to do was sit there and i brainstormed uh, a ton of ideas on what i can what i can do to give myself clarity without without having to take medication and in this aspect it was writing my book yeah um so i guess i didn't have i didn't have to rely on going to waking up and having a tablet or anything like that if if i was feeling anxious i could go and write my story mm-hmm. um and uh, over time like i knew that I, I needed to write less and less but i had more and more to say so i was in catch 22 really <laughs> but um yeah that that's what i tried to do i guess um and i, I understand not everybody can do that yeah, uh, and and I do feel fortunate enough um, that I was able to be one of the lucky ones, I guess, um, to break free of of the darkness, so to speak. Um, yeah. With um, with, I guess, psychologists and things like that. Um, <laughs> I guess I don't. I, I do agree with them and I encourage everybody to go and speak to a psychologist if you've got an issue or if you don't because they're, they're trained professionals and they do know what they're talking about. They ask indirect questions, direct questions, um, and and they really get you thinking different than, than what you usually do, which is obviously going to break the cycle that you need to. Um, but for me... I guess I felt like I was able to to manipulate um, psychologists into asking easy questions. Yeah, and I could always answer them. Um, and there was no real challenge in that. Mm. Um, so I knew I was only cheating myself. Yeah. So I, I, that, that's why I felt I had to fix myself and nobody else could fix me. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like medication wouldn't fix me. Um, psychologists wouldn't fix me. So I I got out of my head, so to speak, writing, and then I got back into my head as a third person um, to try and change that that perception that I had in my own mind. Yeah, and really, um, you know, I know you've got projects. You know, we're we're going to talk about and possibly move forward these things and you know there's so many different ideas surrounding this but i'm yeah, just definitely. a couple of the comments that have come through that approach to this and the way that you've you've managed to overcome this is very different to uh to things that I've heard before so really if we're trying to sum it up briefly you in the tool of writing and doing so honestly and so being so raw and doing it for the right reasons, not just, oh, I'm going to write about my experience because I'm going to make some money off a book, which is not why you did it. You know, you truly using that as a therapeutic tool has been your the replacement of the need for medication, the need for um, professional counsellors and psychologists and intervention. You've been able to tap into your own, I don't know, I don't even know what to call it, but you've designed your own therapy so that you can heal yourself and that's that's pretty groundbreaking i think you know it's i know you're probably not the first one to do it and i'm not yeah. saying you are but um it is that you know if others were able to do that for themselves and again like you said it's not for everyone no. but if you were somehow able to and I, spoken to you about it so that you can try and help me (laughs) um but if you're able to somehow put it into words or put it into a program or put it into something so that you can teach others to be able to themselves then my god then without needing medication 
especially <clears throat> massive. Yeah, it, it is. Um, and like what what I thought is the one thing when when you look on a on a box of medication, um, it says um, like the risks can increase suicidal thinking. Like that that just made me think. If if I'm thinking about suicide, what why would I want to take a tablet that's going to increase suicidal thinking? Yeah. Um, it it contradicts itself. Um, so I, I was seeking for alternative, I guess, opportunities to move forward. Um, yeah. It my aim is to um, help as many people as possible. Um, put it into a program, yes, maybe, but it, there's so many um, individuals that have such a different problem that one program couldn't, couldn't help as many people as I want to help. Um, so I guess it could be um, a, an ever-changing program, um, something that's really flexible, um, something where people can um, contact me and ask questions um, directly about their issues and things like that and I'm more than happy to help um, and do, do anything I can basically to, 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 to not fix people but to change their perception on yeah. what they think about life. Um, I'm not a doctor, um, I, I can't do surgeries, I can't do everything like that to fix, to fix somebody but I can give them a different outlook yeah. um, and I can be there to listen to their questions. Yeah. And look, and then I just want to make that clear too, that we're not trying to say by any means that people should go and get rid of their medication and throw it in the bin and stop seeing their counsellor and, you know, no, 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 no. not at all. Um, it's just that there are alternatives and like you'll prove that. And I know a lot of people, um, family, I'm going to be honest, you know, for people who don't know, Rick is my brother-in-law, so, you know, we're family. Um, a lot of people don't feel that they find it very hard to believe that, that you've been able to do this purely through writing a book. But yeah. like explained, it's not just that you've written down words and bang, like magic, poof, it's all gone, you know. There's so yeah. much. And... It, it, it's, That's probably why it's so important that people talk to you about it rather than just assuming. Yeah, and, and that's the, um, as I said earlier, that was the issue I had. Everyone always seen me as uh, like a real happy person, uh, you know, like real bubbly, a, a joker, that kind of thing. Um, I, I did move away for, for quite some time. And as I said to you the other day, that probably 95, 95% of my friends still don't know that I'm in Melbourne now. Um, people ask me every day, oh, are you still in Queensland or are you in Melbourne or what's, what's the go? And I kept to myself that much because I didn't want people to, to see me the way I was. Um, and as you said, like I did fix this issue in a, in a short time, but, but I dealt with the problem for so long. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's been years, but I, I guess I just bottled everything up and, um, it just gave me, gave me more of a reason to as quick as I had, um, because I, I, I didn't want to waste life. Yeah. Um, and, and in saying that, I, I just hope I can, um, talk to as many people as I can and, um, and help people, um, as I said, not, not fix them, but give them um, some ideas on breaking that cycle. Yeah. And, and that's, that's like you say, about fixing people. You know, it's the thing is, and I think I've said this to you before as well, is that you're not broken. You know, you weren't broken. No, I was uh, lost. Yeah. Yeah. So... You can't fix you can't fix people, and I think you 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 said as well that you can't fix something that's not broken. And yep. when it comes down to it, um, other people can't or other 
people can't fix you anyway. You know, other people say, well, you need to do this or you need to do that. It needs to come from you. Yeah, definitely. There's no point, you know, you mentioned in your book about uh, people giving you the answers. Actually, that's something that I'd like, you know, if you want to. I know it's given away a little bit of the book too, but um, you mentioned about people trying to give you the solutions, uh, sorry, give you all the answers for how you can move forward and how you can fix this and how you can overcome depression. Giving you the working out. Can you yeah, talk about yeah. that a bit? Yeah, so, so what I meant by that is um, everyone is, and why it makes it so hard, I guess, to for people to feel like they have no choice but to take medication and this is because the very few that do work up the courage to, to ask certain people, they're always, they're always asking people who, who they know that will give them easy answers. Um, but to be truly, um, to be totally honest, you need to ask people that aren't going to talk shit. Yeah. You need to ask. You need to ask people that are going to tell you how it is and, and take you out of your comfort zone. Um, if, if you ask someone to, oh, why do I have depression? Um, can I need I need you to help me? Um, and someone says, well, do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. It, that's not helping you. It, they need to make you understand why why you're feeling what you're feeling, um, and why you're doing what you're doing. You you got to truly understand a problem before you before you try and fix one. Um, as I did say in my book, like we're we're all how do I say it? We're all um, conditioned to to finding answers, but no, no one ever is, is capable of finding out the answers. They just, they just, well, sorry, they're not capable of finding out the, the problem solving. Yeah. Just, so the in-between part where you, like you, you described it well, if you, in school, if you're sitting in the classroom, you always have to show the working out, not just. always have to show working out. Yeah. yeah. But, um, as we get older, people are just, I guess you could say some people get um, mentally lazy. Yeah. That I just want the answers without doing the hard work, without the nitty gritty of, of understanding why. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that's, that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to help people with the nitty gritty. I want them to understand why, why they, um, have made the choices that they have and how it, how that's not going to help um, whatever it may be, like taking drugs, for example. That's If somebody says, um, I do drugs and it helps me, that, that's a crock of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know that's not true. That yeah. It's only a Band-Aid for, for something a lot more deeper. Yeah, um, yeah so... What we need to do um, globally, I guess, is is find the working out before we get the answers. Absolutely, bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty full on. Do you understand how profound that is? <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. But um, there's no other way about it. Is yeah, black and white, really. If yeah. Um, if you want to get to destination, if you're at the, if you're at A and you want to get to B, you have to do the travelling before you get there. You can't just yeah. go hang on there. Yeah. Uh, but you you got to figure it out first before before you fix yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to end up, and I'm sure you've experienced, you know, if and it's similar to if I give people guidance in readings and things like that. Um, you know, they just want the easy answer or they want they want the end solution. But if then if they're not going deeper and they're not getting to the core of the matter, then you're just going to find yourself in the same situation over and over again. Whether oh, it's around and around, down the track. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, do you feel that? 
on a spiritual note, because I know that that you think that way, even though you haven't really mentioned it much. Um, do you feel that going through this experience of letting off hit rock bottom, because that's I believe where this all started with with you writing the book, because I you know, I I did a reading for you and I told you that you had to hit rock bottom before you could start finding your way yep. out. Um, do you feel now? looking back over the last however many months that this is because it has been a topic of conversation among a lot of people at the moment do you feel that it's been an awakening process yeah definitely it it, it helped me to realize who, who i was um completely like you, you know people wake up day after day and just do what they've always done um yeah. But it doesn't. Um, what, what what's the saying? If you do what you've always done, you're gonna get what you've always got. Well, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, it's it has um, I guess awoken me a lot, um, and that that was just a step that I guess I had to take a different avenue to break that cycle. Um, but I, I remember when we did that reading, you said said to me, you know, like why don't you write your thoughts down and, and things like that. And that's basically that's basically where it all started from. Um, and it's just I guess snowballed off from there and kept going and going. But yeah, to, to your question, yes, it definitely has awoken um, thoughts and feelings I never knew I had. Um, yeah say to me you have to hit rock bottom and as we discussed um if that's rock bottom i was about here yeah uh, and i didn't have the drive the driving force to push up because i had nothing beneath my feet um when i did hit rock bottom i was able to to bounce up and, and push through um, all my issues and, and move forward yeah yeah um, so I just want to, I'm just mindful of time. I'm not sure how long we've been going for because <laughs> I just want to allow for questions if any. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to have a quick look through the chat box. Oh, okay, 15 minutes left we've got. So we might see if there's any questions. I know that Michelle has sent us through some, so I'm just going to have a quick look and see. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, so here, you know, um, we've got, I've lost it now. Yeah, so the best thing is taking that first step to reach out for help. Um, and as you've said, you know, that's that is the, the biggest step. It is something that many people get stuck or they feel comfortable or safe even though they're not happy you know they may be absolutely miserable in the depths of depression and suicidal you know whatever it may be but sometimes it just feels safer because you know that the the road ahead while when you get to the end point yeah, it's you, you know you know you're going to get the answers you don't want answered yeah you're going to get the tough ones you're going to get the tough love um mm. but reaching out um is step number two Step yeah. number one is realizing that you do have an issue and you're not yourself. Yeah. Um, when you do that, then like for me, um, as you said, it, I did it a bit different. Um, step two wasn't reaching out for help um, because I tried to, I guess, fix myself. Um, but I was also open. I allowed myself to be open um, for help. Um, yeah wasn't really I when we did that reading I wasn't seeking help um so to speak I, I guess I kind of was but uh the answers were were eye-opening and things like that but that gave me the tools and the strength to move forward and try and try and do something better yeah yeah and maybe subconsciously we're asking for help yeah I guess you were you're right you're right you know because right. while you might not have physically I'm no, sorry verbally said okay I need help you know, it's um the fact that you were there on that day and and that that was happening because I think I was giving someone else a reading first. I can't remember. It was a while ago. Um, but 
you know, you, you said it brilliantly, I think, is that, you know, you can go to a psychologist or you can go to someone who you know is going to give you an, an easy answer or boost your confidence up and say, it's all right, everything will be okay. You know, you just need to be fine. What you need is someone to grab you by the shoulders and go, for fuck's sake, what are you doing? Wipe you across the face a bit and say, yeah. you made your own path. Yeah. You, you've got to um, consequences and until you do... Now we've frozen up. Hang on. Um, you're going gonna to take everything for granted. So I've missed that because the computer was freezing. <laughs> I missed what you just said. Okay, can um, you well, say that again? I missed it because the, the computer froze up. Yeah, um, so basically what I said is you you, you don't want a pep talk. You, you want um, someone to, to grab you, to slap you across the face and, and make you realise that everything that you've done in your life is because of the choices you've made. Um, what you need to do is is drop to the lowest part in your life and and it's only you that can shoot up yeah. and, and get out of the darkness. Um, yeah. I've seen on the, on the comments here um, from Lauren, um, your least favourite comment about depression, you have nothing to be depressed about. Yeah, well, huh. only people who don't understand depression say that. Um, depression, isn't, depression isn't just um a feeling the depression depression is can be as big as a lifestyle um it, it's so so many people just uh, and i've also said this in my book people say oh you, why are you sad or you don't need to be sad and it, depression is not about that depression is losing who you are um you feel so many more emotions when when you are put in the category of being depressed. Yeah. Um, some, someone who says you've got nothing to be depressed about, unless that person is you and you're saying that to yourself, you're saying that to yourself, it, it holds no credibility. No credibility. It's rubbish, isn't it? Really, it yeah, is. It, it truly is. It's quite an insult when you think about it. You've got nothing to be depressed about. It's that would be the same as saying you've got nothing to be happy about. You know, it's you can't you can't tell someone how they're feeling and what they're going through. Like you said, there's so much more to being depressed or being in that state. It's not just being sad. There's a hell of a lot more to it. And anyone who's experienced depression knows that full well. Yeah, hundred percent. Rosa has just, um, there's just a, a comment underneath it, if you can see. Um, Rosa wants to know how are you feeling now, knowing that your deepest thoughts are now being read by others and do you feel exposed? Um, I don't feel exposed. Um, my deepest thoughts are being read by others. Um, it makes... You know, I, I, I like the fact that others are reading my thoughts um, because it's, my aim is to help others and let them know. It, it's, it's a weight off my shoulders. Um, I'm not walking around carrying this baggage of, of you know, depression, of hitting myself, of, of feeling insignificant, um, of not living up to other people's expectations. Um, Every single day now, I know I can wake up and I can just live my life who I am um, and, and not have to worry about what other people might think of me because they know everything that goes on in my mind. So, sorry, I'm just reading comments. Okay, is the sound okay now? Was it a little bit loud, was it? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to check to see if there's any other questions. I could hear myself. What? <laughs> could hear myself. It's weird. Oh, sorry. Okay. All right. I'm just going to have a quick look through it's the 
because <laughs> I think we've got less than 10 minutes left. So. Okay, I think we may have book book launch question. Oh, okay, yeah. So already has. Uh, so we only received them yesterday, the day before, the day before yeah, yesterday. Two, two days ago. Two days ago. We bought a bulk lot of bulk lot of your books. The first print run. Um, <laughs> so we need to um, order some more. So that just goes to show how many people are supporting you and. Um, and how many people want to read your story? Yeah, um, it, it's good. It's really good because um, obviously, as I said, it allows me to um, to be true to myself now. I don't have to hold on to anything. Um, and if if I can help just one person, like job done. Yeah. Um, like I feel blessed that I had the opportunity to be able. to do this it's been awesome um but let's let's make it bigger let's make it more and let's push forward to try and try and help as many people as possible yeah absolutely so someone has asked about a book launch when when yeah. and when and what are you thinking book launch um we're hoping to have it um in june um 17th or 18th thereabouts um it's during men's health week um so we we will put uh, post all the details to the book launch um, as soon as we've got um, a, a new book and everything. But um, 100%, hopefully I should say, well, 90%, it's going to be in June 17th, 18th. Um, but yeah, just go onto Facebook um, find and find the details on, on White Light um, or on my on my page and um, yeah, all, don't miss out. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll have all the details there. Yeah, beautiful. And we are ordering some more books um, that we'll have early next week. So the, the orders are still coming in yep. really quick. Um, so just quickly, because there's no other questions, I don't think, um, before you can do a little bit of a spiel on your book, what's next for you? Going from here, what's next? Any more books? Any more projects? Anything like that? Um, well, yes, of course, there, there will be more projects, more books and everything like that. Um, my, I guess my priority at the moment is to help um, to get my story out there um, and, and try and entice as many people as possible to, to jump on the bandwagon and, and try and uh, change the stigma of of depression. Um, it, it, it can be beaten. I'm living proof of it. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I guess what, what I I just want to get my story out there and help help as many people as possible. Um, I've got I've got a lot of support now, but we we always want more support. Um, obviously, this problem is is global. So yeah. let the sky's the limit here. So yeah. I, I can't answer where to now because don't know where we're going to end up. Yeah. Uh, maybe your where to now is meeting your idol. Can you just tell us quickly who your idol is because every, I'm sure there's lots of other people who want to meet this person too, including me. <laughs> yeah. So recently I've under... I've been watching um, a lot of Tony Robbins um, and the things that this man talks about um, in a way that he does is, is second to none. Um, the way he can just, it doesn't really, I was going to say the way if he talks with a six minute video, but he doesn't have six minute videos. He has yeah. <laughs> hour videos. He has seminars that go for five days, 50 hours. Um, but everything is just so captivating every time he talks. Um, and he's such a, he's such a humanitarian, um, he's a big gentle giant, really. Um, yeah. the man's six foot seven and he, he wouldn't hurt a fly. He's, yeah. he just helped the whole world. Um, 
and like me, he's come out of a dark place um, and decide to, sorry, decided to make his demons into um, in, into the best things that he holds close to him in his life. Yeah. So. yeah. Definitely Tony Robbins. Love him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do it? <laughs> I was going to ask you to do it, but there you go. You've done it anyway. All right. So we've only got a couple of minutes left. Um, yep. You've got your book next to you and tell everyone where you can get it. Yeah. So um, my book, the I Am the Architect of My Destruction, you can go to um, White Light, uh, is it White Light Universal, White Light Publishing House. Um, or you can go onto my page, um, click the link. We're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, um, all that stuff. Get, get a book, have a read. Um, send me a message. Tell me what you think. If it, I really want to know how many people it has helped. Um, and, and and then we can go from there. It's um, yeah. go. So encourage people to get in contact with you after the read. Any people on the journey with? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Contact me. Um, let me know what you thought about about my story, um, and if you've got your own stories to share, I'd love to hear them, um, and and give people as much, um, I suppose, clarity and and options as possible. Beautiful, awesome. Uh, all right. So I think yes. Okay. Yeah, I can. All right, so if anyone wants to speak to me, so I, I work with Rick. Yes, he's my brother-in-law, but I also worked with him um, to help him publish his book. Uh, so if anyone would like to chat to me about today's conversation or if they're interested in writing their own story, whether it's to share articles or blogs on our website, we're happy to do that uh, for free because uh, we love sharing other people's stories. Or if you're interested in writing your own book or being part of something, then definitely you can... Um, get into contact with me either through White Light Publishing on Facebook uh, or White Light for the Soul. I also run as well. So I do readings. If you want a reading like Rick's where you can <laughs> start your life again. And <laughs> I, I don't sugarcoat anything. My readings are no bullshit. I'll tell you how it is, um, as I'm sure you can agree. So, yeah, if you want to be in contact with me, no worries. Um, I'll pop my details in the comments as well, as well as Rick, so that you can get in contact with either of us. Lovely. Beautiful. Thank you, Rick. It's awesome. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for no everyone. Um, thank you, everyone who's watching. And, um, yeah, let's let's do something about this. Yes, absolutely. And for anyone we've missed in the comments, um, and if you're watching later and you pop some comments in, then by all means we'll both come back on throughout the day and answer as many questions as we can. Agreed? <laughs> <All right>. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.